This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. So welcome to this episode, and I am really excited today to have on here Alexandra Prince, who is a friend and colleague and mentor and all of those things to me. And we'll talk a little bit about how we know each other. But Alex is a crypto queen and a women's wealth activist, and she loves to help women all over the world make a passive income through crypto and blockchain. She's also very much a humanitarian So it's all about money and abundance and social change and all of those things. Right, Alex? Absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have a really broad topic today. We're going to talk about how to create financial freedom. But actually, I want to sort of talk about the world of money. I want to talk about social change. This is going to be quite a wide ranging conversation and also really practical about how you can create financial freedom for yourself. Because I know that's a topic that both you and I are passionate about, isn't it? Absolutely. So Alex, give us a sense of you. So, you know, I know you're passionate about financial empowerment for you and others. So just tell us a little bit about your story and how, why that's important, how you've come to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, financial empowerment, it's really weird. There has been something in me from a very, very young age where I knew that I was born to be abundant. Okay. And to, there was a, a kind of, I was brought up, it was interesting actually, because my grandparents were very wealthy. They didn't come from money, but my granddad had worked his way up in a, in a, in a, in a city, in the, the, the London city, in a, a banking, well, actually insurance company. And he worked his way up. And so when I used to go and visit my grandparents, they lived on the King's Road, a very famous road in London, in Chelsea. And they had a duplex kind of penthouse apartment. And I lived with my parents in a three-bed terraced, nice house, but quite kind of suburbia in another nice area called Blackheath, but it's not Chelsea, right? And we yeah, used to yeah, yeah, yeah to visit my grandparents in Chelsea. And I just remember it always feeling very glamorous and very abundant. And I used to think of my grandparents like they were royalty. And I had this real desire for this abundance that I felt when I, when the energy really, when I used to walk along the King's Road, we'd go to Marks and Spencer's to buy iced yum yums. Don't know if you know what they are, but they're like ice buns. And I just used to really love this feeling that I got when I went there. And I always, when I was younger with my family, when we would go on holiday, I remember once my dad said to me, and I was pretty young, I think, God, and I have a memory of it still, but I can't have been more than like seven or eight. And we were walking along the marina in Portugal of, you know, where they had all these yachts and beautiful boats. And I said to my dad, oh, you know, who's on those boats? I'd like to go on a boat. And he said, oh, no, they're for the very rich people. (laughs) That's not for us. You know, that's for the very rich people. And I was like, no, dad, I'm going to be on those boats one day. And uh, he laughed. And obviously, as my life progressed, I always did know that I was born for abundance. And I loved wealth, but there was something, a reason that I loved people and I wanted to help people as well. But 
I did get on those boats and, you know, I've just been to the Formula One in Abu Dhabi. We're actually recording this. I'm in Dubai at the moment. And uh, I was on the very, very luxury super yacht just a few days ago. And I have been on a few luxury super yachts, but more than the abundance and the glamour of being on a super yacht, I also am now very much uh, using the vehicle of knowing that I'm born for abundance to be able to help and empower others. And it's really important for me that money isn't seen to other people as a dirty subject. Mm. Actually, money and the more we have, we can actually do a lot more for humanity. Yeah. And I love that because I think that's part of the paradigm shift that's been happening in the last few years, isn't it? Is that it's like you can do good, but then you're not flashy and you don't have money and all those things. And you can be spiritual or you can be wealthy and flashy. And I think what we're bringing together is actually wealth and money is just energy and abundance is energy. And so we're working with this energetic that's called money because that's part of what creates freedom in the world right now, right? I I just love the way you say that. Honestly, it gives me goosebumps because money is energy. Everything is energy. And when you begin to understand that and you really begin to allow that to sink in, you, you can create anything you want. But I think it needs to come from a a vehicle, I don't know if that's the right word, but an energy of purpose, right? You've got to know what you want this for. And I find that when it's not just for yourself, when you come from that place of service, because the most exciting thing about helping others become financially free. Well, first of all, you know, I saved myself. I always say you put your oxygen mask on first. There was a time when I was trying to help others become financially free, when I actually wasn't financially free myself. Mm -hmm. And actually there was, and I see this a lot, especially actually in in, uh, industries such as the coaching industry. I see a lot of people saying, yeah, I can help you become wealthy through manifestation and buy my course or join my super expensive, yeah, like manifestation. And these people actually haven't, with love, I say this with love, they haven't fully mastered the financial freedom themselves. And I was one of those people. So, you know, I say this with love, as I said, but when you truly master or begin to master, I'm very much myself on the road to complete financial freedom now. Not there yet, but very much getting that way. Uh, yeah, it's like you understand that actually looking back, you you have to go first. That's it. Yeah. You have to go first. Put your, yeah, that's it. Put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting because, you know, for, for people who are listening, you and I met a few couple of years ago, right, in another business that we were both involved in at, at some point. And I very much watched your journey for the last few years. And one of the things I love about you is that you're very authentic and very open. And that you've, you know, I've seen you zigzag and try and find this path that's the right path for you, which, you know, we all do while we're looking for that thing, right? And I've seen how much you've just exploded when you found your right thing. Oh, gosh. I, I call it your visionary essence, right? But it's that thing inside you. And I would say the same thing I say when I was a kid. I used to look around me and see all these people working themselves to death and looking really miserable and think, I don't think that's life. I don't understand. Like, why would you live your life that way? You know? So I think we know we're on the right path when we've had that feeling as children, right? Oh, definitely. There's something that we already know as children, but it's like, as we go into society and we're kind of conditioned, we forget our visionary essence. And actually we knew it all along. We knew it as children. I knew it when I was, uh, again, even younger than seven, I used to stand on my bed And uh, I used to speak to my teddy bears. 
I knew I was going to speak to audiences and I, I, you know, I have gone on to be a speaker and I've spoken in front of thousands on stage, a couple of stages and I enjoy that as well. And I, so I've always known that this was all coming. But then along the way, as life gets in the way, as a relationships get in the way, heartbreak, business heartbreak, personal heartbreak, you know, all of those things, we do get off track. Yeah. And what I love about my journey as well I love the fact that people such as yourself who have followed me for over a year have, have, have seen my honesty, you know, dealing with deep level depression because I was off track, mm. abusing relationships, you know, taking me off track. But my responsibility for all of that. But, yeah, I've, I've definitely I feel proud that I've documented the truth because it hasn't been an easy road. Yeah. You know, I've had some really difficult times, you know, to the point of wanting to take my life even a couple of times. And actually what's amazing. Oh, my God, it even like literally brings me to tears. <laughs> because it's like, we'll, we'll be both be off in a minute. Stop loving. I didn't think that was going to come in this conversation. But it's like to see where I've come. And, you know, this isn't from a place of ego, but that girl and girl, you know, I was 30 years old when I first came to Dubai. And at one point I stood on the 17th floor, I think it was, or of a, of a building and I was ready to take my life. Mm. Uh, and I really was, that was a real point of down point for me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to jump. And I passed that building when I was on a yacht this, this just past weekend with one of my companies within cryptocurrency. And I passed that building and I literally had a tear in my eye. I was like, I cannot believe I'm seeing this building in Dubai Marina. It was the building where I wanted to take my life in 2010. Here I am in 2021, smashing the shh out of my life. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love, yeah. So it's, and, it's and I think, wonderful. yeah, and, and it, you know, I say often it's that inner work that creates the outer success, doesn't it? Because otherwise you get the money and then you just lose it again. You know, you have to be oh, able yeah. to hold that money and hold it for a bigger purpose, hold it to create change in the world, which, you know, is what unites you and I together, I guess, isn't it? You know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you want to create that change when you, I think, I don't know an entrepreneur, myself personally, who hasn't been through this like deep darkness mm. to get where they are. You know, the struggle is a part of the journey and it makes us who we are and allows us to become that stronger person you need to be as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, you know, it's the journey that makes us who we are. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about money because it's such a charged subject, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that people have certain, no definite views of or that you carry stuff around that you don't even know you're carrying from your childhood. You know, I mean, I definitely had that experience of having been the poorer members of my family, not that anyone was wealthy, but we were definitely not the ones with the new cars and all that sort of stuff. And it was for them, not us, you know, but I always had that instinct as well, that I was meant for more. And my, my mum used to have this phrase that described me as fur coat and no knickers. It was like, I'd always go for the fur coat first. You know, I'd always go for the luxury, the glamour. It's hilarious. Oh, I love that. Well, the, so <laughs> that that's going to be embedded in your head now, isn't it? Every time you talk. Yeah. Um, but the world, we see the world of money as bringing social change, right? That there's a big social movement happening. So I don't think many people who listen to this podcast will really know about that. Can you just talk a little bit around that bigger societal change that you see happening? 
Yeah. So I've really come to understand in the last sort of year and a half since I've been full time in cryptocurrency and blockchain, I have done a lot of education around the history of money. Mm. And actually a tip for anybody who is listening to this, if you really want to understand the history of money and what's going on in the world today, then go and look for the history of money by Mike Maloney. It's an 11 part series, I think 11 or 12. They're like 20, 30 minutes each on YouTube. It's free. And this guy really wants to get out there the true education of the history of money so that we can understand this conditioning that we're in socially and how we've been programmed very much for kind of, they call it bread and circus back in the old days, but this kind of like cheap entertainment and sugar, (laughs) right? Mm. To keep us all high, keep us all wanting more and actually keeping us in this kind of rat race Mm. that, that the elite know about know that you don't have to be in but they're not sharing this what shouldn't be it should not be a secret how you can make money how you can become financially free and when I started to understand this and and I became very I followed um, Robert Kiyosaki I absolutely adore him he has a podcast called the rich dad poor dad show from his book rich dad poor dad one of the best-selling books in the world I actually have a vision and goal I want to get on his (laughs) on his show because I have this this drive like he does that when I truly learn that the way the the different ways that really we can make money and you don't actually money shouldn't work you shouldn't work for money you need to learn how to make money work for you right I know we live in a world where we need service people okay and and I really respect those people in my life my cleaner for example I really respect them and we need them and there are people that are very passionate about, for example, cleaning. And that's why I respect purpose and passion because, you know, some people would put down the cleaner, okay, but the cleaner is needed. And those that love what they do, but also I want to teach people from every different profession. Some people's purpose is to become a nurse, right? They want to serve, they want to help people, but they're maybe not being paid what they deserve for that role. Mm-hmm. So I want to help teach many people from many different industries how to make money work for them so that they can do what they love at the same time as still having extra income streams. What we know in the industry as passive income. Yeah. So making money whilst you sleep. And it's very, very possible, but I just don't think they don't teach it in schools. I know they don't teach it in schools because they don't want us to know this information. And, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment where we're learning about the banking industry and how the banking industry has been printing money, which creates something called super hyperinflation, right? And your assets inside of a bank, they're depreciating every single day when you have what you think is your savings, they are depreciating. You need to know how to get that money working for you. It's not going to be working for you when it's sitting in a bank, when they are trading your funds. Okay. They take your funds that you think are yours, but they're actually, there's a contract and this is going into a bit too much detail. But if you read the small print, when you enter a contract with a bank and you put your money in your fiat currency, as people in the world would know, pounds, dollars, and euros that is known as fiat currency, okay, when you go into that contract, you no longer own necessarily your own money, right? Which is why when people at the moment are trying to get into things like crypto, they're struggling to get their money out of the bank because the bank don't want you to take your money out of their centralized system. You know, I might be going a little bit too advanced now for this podcast, but yeah, it's just something I feel so passionate that I want to get out and teach people the difference between 
centralized and decentralized technology in in the crypto space. And that's something that, you know, might be for a different podcast. But we have been in a centralized banking system that has been keeping the majority of humanity poor. Yeah. And we don't need this. We do not need this. They've been printing money ever since President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard, okay? It used to be backed by a real asset, gold, right? A physical asset. But it hasn't been backed by gold since 1979. So this money that we that we, they're printing, it's fake. It has yeah. no intrinsic value. And yet the bankers can go out and loan you a mortgage where they pluck that money from the sky. They haven't gotten backed it against anything. It's not backed against gold. It's not backed against a physical asset, but they loan you that money, okay? And and then you have to pay them back for the privilege. Yeah. 1%, 2%, 3% a month, but they've got it from nowhere. And this is why the banks become wealthier and people are struggling and in debt because they're not making money as fast as they're spending it or having to pay back some of these debts, like extortionate fees on credit cards. I'm so passionate about this because this is criminal. Yeah, I agree. We talk about the government's trying to help us or we talk about fair society, yet we've all been conned for years upon years throughout history. And when I started to understand this and learn this, truly about 15 months ago and I've been following it ever since and following my mentors such as Raoul Powell this incredible leader within he used to work in the financial system Brian Rose Robert Kiyosaki it's like my eyes have been opened Mm. and I just want to help people understand that we don't have to live that way and I'm living proof because I've learned the secret which doesn't need to be a secret. And that's what I'm passionate about. This is not a secret. This has just been reserved for the upper elm edges or upper elite of society. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting, is it? Because I think that's what many people have felt but not known what to do with, is that they're stuck in this cycle of spend, but you never never quite, you get to the end and you think, I've earned all this money, but where's it gone? Like, I don't have anything left because I've been paying off my mortgage and paying credit cards and all of those things. I know um, I watched a TED talk on this, I think when we were first talking, gosh, a couple of years ago, which I'll put the link into the show notes here, but just talking about like the blockchain technology and how that links people up and how different it is from the normal banking system and how it's a social and economic movement. And I think this is a lot of what people don't get about. Crypto's got a bit of a bad name for all the scams and all the stuff that goes on that's not good. But actually, I know you and I, and particularly one company that we're working with, really feel this sense of social mission, right? That this is about empowerment of the masses. And it's one of the things that I feel really passionate about. Yes, do I want to be financially free? Of course I do. But I want this for everybody. I want everybody to have this freedom and to have this, you know, this way of controlling their own wealth and their own money. So talk a little bit about, I know you're involved in lots of different projects, and I'm involved with about with you in about four of them (laughs) but but I know what the one that we're passionate about right so just tell us a little bit about the main project that you're working on and why you're so passionate about it yeah so due to compliance 
okay, at the moment, and we're going through a migration within this company, I'm not actually going to name, if that's yeah, okay, that's the fine. name yeah. of the company. And that's just because we're going through a merge right now and a migration. So I'm just doing that to protect the company. And, and really, this company is very conscious. I call it conscious crypto. So the, the reason for me not naming it, but I will speak about it. Yeah. And obviously, if anybody does want to know what this company is that, you know, they can reach out to yourself, to me and find out the name. But yeah, so I'm working at the moment with yourself as well, uh, with a company who have a huge humanitarian vision to bring back financial power to the people. Mm -hmm. And the way that we can do that is because these people that uh, we're working with, the founder of this company, for example, I'll actually say his name because I'm sure that's fine. His name is Ryan Shu, And he is an incredible gentleman in the space of blockchain. And he is connected to some of the companies that own like, you know, some of the world's biggest blockchain mining, Bitcoin, DeFi projects, NFTs. And they're creating a whole new universe, if you like, of decentralized technology and blockchain, which means that the government doesn't have control over this. And it's a way that we can send data securely and financial data to each other without there having to be that corruption of that middleman who is taking our profits. And instead, we profit between each other. And what I love about the blockchain as well, and about you know the crypt- cryptocurrency on the blockchain, and there's many different projects being built upon the blockchain. And that's what I want people to understand. This isn't that aren't familiar with crypto, they they hear the name Bitcoin, they think that's the be all and end all of this space. It's actually about projects that are being built on platforms. The Ethereum network, for example, version 3.0, I think they're on now, like they or 2.0 at least, I think it might be 3.0, but this development of whole financial ecosystems, mm-hmm. right? Their own little financial ecosystems built on these blockchains that is unhackable highly secure. And when I say unhackable, I'm not going to go into the details of why people think when they get hacked in an exchange, there's a lot of that is human error. Maybe they haven't put what's that we have something called security, uh, Google 2FA. It's a code that changes every 30 seconds on your phone. So only you can access your exchange. So when you hear about hacking, a lot of the time it's because of human error, but people aren't educated in that. So they don't know. But yes, the, these transactions, the actual digital data is unhackable. Mm. So when it gets sent from one place to another, you have a record of this. And these are also security protected against, you know, like there's nobody else that can have access to this information. So it's like, it's going from one place to the other and you have records of all of that. So it can't be hacked. It can't be tampered with during the process of getting from A to B, Yeah, which is what makes it so honest yeah and transparent yeah and and you know I know there's a lot of technology here for people to get their heads around you know it's not like like a foreign language isn't it I kind of think about the blockchain like like sort of like the internet for finance right yeah and I remember when I watched his TED talk which his name I can't remember Dan somebody I can't remember the name but anyway I'll find it but was saying, gave an example of like, you know, if I'm working in the UK and I want to send my money to my family in Uganda, then I can literally just decide, take my money and transfer it with no delay, no third party in the middle charging commissions. If I were to send you money, I just choose to do so when I do it. And there's a record. Do you know what I mean? And so so we're not paying for all these middlemen in the middle. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, I'm just trying to sort of give an example of what the blockchain can be, right? Yeah. I mean, we can send 
money to each other in seconds and it costs a dollar. Yeah. So what you're seeing at the moment in the evolution of blockchain, as I was speaking about the Ethereum network, which a lot of people will know because it's kind of one of the more familiar cryptocurrencies, very, very, I think, second largest coin, right? But we've got new networks building their own like Solana and you know, it will cost you just a dollar. Ethereum, I think, is $25 now to send funds usually. And But a dollar for me to send you 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, and you'll receive it in seconds. Mm. Here I am in Dubai. You're in the UK right now. If I want to send you $10,000 right now, I can do it in seconds and it's going to cost me a dollar. Yeah. It's, it's genius. Yeah. And I think the other thing about this is, which we've talked about before, is that the whole diversification, right? And I think this is also really interesting at this point as we go through, God know how much feels about 20 years, but about two years of the whole COVID situation is, you know, that people have lost their businesses and livelihoods through no fault of their own. And so that's one of the reasons also why I've become passionate in this space is to say, well, look, have other income streams. You know, don't just rely on your restaurant, which could get closed down by the government tomorrow, right? Have another income stream that you can rely on and diversify so that I think your my vision is that everybody has a, an income stream that's not that just there, you know, whether it's a coaching business, a restaurant, a, you know, whatever it is, that you have something else that you can rely on that's not under anyone's control. Absolutely. And, and, you know, this is what is possible. We're going through the crypto blockchain boom. It's growing at a rate of 133%. This is bigger than the internet boom. Yeah. And listen, it's not a matter of if you get involved. And I say this with absolute conviction. Obviously, I'm very intuitive as well. And, you know, I've been on a spiritual journey, which we didn't really touch on so much, but I spent two years living in Thailand. I had a real awakening, transformation from darkness to the light, et cetera, and power, which I obviously have now. You know, the power in me now is is the, the strongest it's ever been. But I've also, like I spoke a little bit about, I've been through that darkness. So what I know from my intuition that's so strong is, is this is such a part of a conscious led movement and forget where, you know, that maybe there was some corruption on the blockchain. Many big industries start on the, they call the black market, right. And the illegal and fraud money, et cetera, et cetera. But this has gone way past that. Now you've got huge institutions, banking institutions, institutional money coming into this space. Mm -hmm. And so it's a much greater level now. And it's like, it's not a matter of, I can say this to everybody on this podcast. If you, it's not about, if you're not in it yet, you will be at some point. They say the whole world will be in this in 10 years. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. (laughs) And I think, and I think that is important to say that that spiritual aspect to it, because again, I think we've had paradigms of, you know, I can be spiritual or I can love my things, you know, or vice versa. I can be spiritual, but that means I can't value money or whatever. And I think you and I, for us, it's just it's just one picture, isn't it? Bringing it all together. You said at the beginning, you just hit the nail on the head with, you know, money is energy. And when we start to accept, and that's what it is, I think is acceptance, that abundance is our birthright. Mm. It's not we want, we accept. Abundance is our birthright fact. When you start to really embody that energetically, because as you said, money is energy, it's done. You know, you don't need to go on a a million dollar manifesting course for me to tell you what I've just told you. There you go. That's it. That's the secret right there. Law of Attraction, Rhonda Byrne was a commercialized way of explaining it, but that's the simplicity. Learn to embody when you truly believe energetically what you're saying, right? And you embody it. 
and take action on that, it's done. Yeah. And, you, and you're in its absolutely. And you're yeah. on your path, right? And that's and that's what I've seen you do. I've you know, so I've seen like it was like um I sometimes see it like a tuning fork almost. And you just got to a point where you just went ding. Oh, I know. <laughs> and everything aligned. And then you just went off. Like oh my God, I love that, you know that I mean? tuning because I was trying to find that's it. It was like I was kind of, I had moments, you know, like a dodgy radio from back in the day where you'd get the odd bit of capital FM or something, but then it would like flicker away because you're driving out of the area of London. Yeah. It's that's exactly it. And I am now DAB digital tuned in. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> surround sound frequency. Yeah. That's it. I love the way you just explained yeah. that. <laughs> this is one of my talents. I, I've always like been able to do this of like because I'm very visual and I'm very intuitive, but I can take something complex and just kind of say it in a simple way. I don't know, like somebody said that to me years ago, and I was like, Yeah, actually, I can do that. I know I have that ability, you know. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm just vibing so much from this conversation. <laughs> I, I hope the audience like will be able to feel like I literally feel like we're we're electric right yeah, now exactly all around the world <laughs> <laughs> so I want to kind of finish just by hearing from you right if I'm sitting here and I'm thinking do you know what I really want to be financially free like like and I probably wanted that for a while and I'd, I've just been a bit stuck with it what's what's your recommendations not a specific project but what's your recommendation for somebody to really take themselves on this journey to be financially free find someone who is achieving and transparently achieving what it is that you desire okay right so find someone that is achieving and transparently achieving what it is that you desire because everybody can talk the talk right but where's the proof And so for me, I found that person in mentors, in Robert Kiyosaki, for example, in leaders in my business, one of my businesses, the one that, well, one of the ones that myself and you are involved in, were involved in a few. And I borrowed his belief until I achieved it for myself. Mm. And now other people are borrowing my belief until they achieve it for themselves. It's the ripple effect, you know, and that's how we do everything in life through our lessons. So find somebody who has achieved it transparently and ask them, you know, join them. It's about community. Like I said, it's about us all helping each other. Don't try and do this alone. Leverage. This is another one. It's exactly what we do in our business. Leverage the expertise of the experts, right? Of the experts. Yeah. Yeah, And then, so you're borrowing their belief, if you like, but you're borrowing their knowledge, their education, their power. And as you borrow their power, you then power yourself and then you pass that on. Because as the Dalai Lama says, it's all about the service of others. Mm. So that's what we need to do. Like we, the more you become of service to others, the more you will thrive in life. I truly believe that. Yeah, I love that. And and I love, and I was thinking as you were saying that as well, I think it, as more of a newbie to this space than you are, it's also, I think about finding an easy way in. Because I think for so many people, this world is so confusing and so, and a bit scary, right? Because you hear if the market's up, the market's down, and blah, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. But to find something to get going, because I think that's the other thing you and I have learned through the years, isn't it? Is that just find a project that you can learn in, that you can get going in. That's, you know, 
relatively low risk, I guess, or relatively low knowledge, I would say, actually. Oh, so we can just get moving. And then it all, because I know when we're talking about it, people are like, oh my God, like, what is all this stuff? But the knowledge comes very quickly, right? Once you're in there. Yes, doing definitely. You don't try and do this, as I said, on, if you're coming to cryptocurrency, please, God, don't try to do it on your own to start with. First yeah, yeah. Thing. First lesson to save yourself a few quid. <laughs> Do not come into this on your own. Leverage the expertise of others who have gone before you. Okay, allow them to educate you like they were educated. But come in with a business, which is what I love about one of the ones we're involved in, the one that I'm having huge financial success with, is that actually like it's very simple what we're doing because actually we're not the ones, it's the experts that are, are creating the abundance and we are just a part of a bigger vehicle because they've got a vision. Actually, what they need from us is they want to build community because yeah. no crypto project is valuable without community. Mm. When you hear about cryptocurrencies being launched by a celebrity, it's got, it might not have any real purpose behind it. What's its actual intrinsic value? What's its purpose within the financial blockchain? Mm. So look for a company like, for example, what we're doing, they want us to build the community. They, they don't need the money. They're a multi-billion dollar company, right? They're going to list on the stock market at some point for, I think they're looking at a $45 billion listing. So, you know, to be a part of their vision, actually, of the company, they want to become the largest blockchain project ever to be listed publicly. Mm. So that's exciting for me. Get with the big boys, right? Learn from them. Be humble, right? Know your place, stay in your lane, and then just grow with them. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that when you're trying to do little trades on your own and you don't really know what you're doing and market goes up, market goes down, you know, the companies that I'm with, a couple of them, they actually leverage the spike and the fall. So it doesn't matter whether a cryptocurrency is going up and down because they're doing something called scalping. They're, you know, they're making a profit on that. But when I first came into this, I didn't know how to do that. So I was leveraging other people who were doing that. Now I have a little bit of fun with it myself because I'm in a position where I actually do know what I'm doing. But again, I still have multiple projects now where it's all being done for me. And I'm just yeah. like, woohoo, time yeah. freedom, baby. True, passive income. Yeah, that yeah. holy... Holy grail. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And then I can actually go out and spend time helping other people and, yeah. you know, helping to share the message to humanity because that's my passion. That's my purpose. Yeah. I just knew it's so weird. I knew financial empowerment and I, and it used to piss me off because I wasn't aligned. I wasn't a financially empowered woman. I, I dated wealthy men. I, I relied on them and, and, and got stuck and felt really weak where I wasn't strong enough to leave them because I liked the lifestyle. And there became a point I was like, I never, ever want to be in a position where I'm staying in a relationship or I'm, you know, not being my best self or being my most transparent, honest self because I'm worried about what people might think and I need their money or I didn't want any of that. I wanted to be 100% financially free in my own right. And I'd say for any woman, if you really want to be an empowered woman, you have to have that element of financial empowerment because without that, you've got the biggest piece of the jigsaw puzzle missing. Absolutely. And I, and I think on both sides, I think being financially dependent on, you know, whether it's a man or a woman oh, is yeah, not an empowering are. place to be, right? So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on here. I've always like, when I bring people on here that I know really well, 
it's such a challenge to keep a conversation to, like, however long this has been, right? So, forever. I know. So what, if people want to follow you, Alex, what's the best places to kind of follow you and, and follow okay. your journey? Yeah, this is definitely something I need to work on because my business has just boomed and I'm not really that present on social media, but I have a very traditional, just a Facebook, yeah. which is Alexandra Prince. Um, and you'll find my profile. It says, obviously, I'm a crypto queen and a wealth a women's wealth activist. Or you can find me on Instagram and it's actually crypto queen underscore UK at okay. crypto queen underscore UK. And then obviously my name, Alexandra Prince. So that's really where you'll find me at the moment. I'm very traditional. I've just got two platforms. That's what I use. I'm not corporate business. I don't really like uh, LinkedIn. I haven't really got a LinkedIn. I haven't got any of that stuff. I haven't even got a business card. I no, no, wait, but isn't that brilliant though also? <laughs> so what you're saying to us is you don't need a posh website. You don't need a brand. No. You don't need to spend hours on social media. You're actually lowering the barriers to entry for people. Actually, actually I want that, people, aren't you? yeah, I want people to know actually, the minute I stopped worrying about my website, this funnels, that, that, the other, and I just did me, okay, hmm. and used my skill, my energy, my purpose, my truth, and just went out there. I didn't need any of that. It's like I was in my lane, like you said. So my energy was doing all the work for me. It's not about having the fancy this, the fancy that, having everything in place. Just go out and do you. That's how I have getting into multiple six figure. It's been insane. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. I love that. Stay in your lane <laughs> and just full be of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. I'm very jealous. Alex is sitting in front of me in in, a, in like a strappy kind of sundress because she's in Dubai, looking all healthy and tanned. And I'm in cloudy England, so I'm also very jealous. I can't wait to have you. <laughs> I need to come off and book a flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, come back because I'm going to be here a lot more in 2022. Well, thank you so much for your time and energy. I know how passionate you are. I know you're a woman on a mission and that all of this is to empower others. So you and I unite together in that. So yeah, yeah long just may like that to continue. Say, guys, if you hear it's impossible, it's not. We are mission possible. Mm. Thank you. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Alex. And have a great day over there in the sunshine in Dubai. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.